Well, um, the Florida Gators won. That's that's kind of all we can definitively say about this game against the Charlotte 49ers, but we're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Saturday. I'm not... It's Saturday, all right? That's it, It's Saturday night there, so that's what we're talking about. Um... I am Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants country, and NFL 33. Uh, Florida Gators beat the Charlotte 49ers in a game that can only be described as bad. Um, there's no other way to, to describe that one. I mean, it, it, it just sucked because you saw the Florida Gators offense come out first drive clicked and you were like oh this might be a whooping and then the entire rest of the game the offense sustained drives and then field goal field goal field goal which by the way great job for trey smack making five field goals ties the second most ever made in a game by a florida gators kicker Record six. Um, I think for me, the offense seemed more redundant than they usually do, which it usually seems pretty redundant. But I think they seemed more redundant than usual. And the only reason I can think of that being the case is because it was Charlotte. Like maybe they were just so confident that they're like, all right, like we just we could just do this. But even then, you shouldn't be. Um, it's it's hard to talk about this game as if there's anything fun to talk about. I will say the defense did a solid job of making adjustments. That was something where Austin Armstrong kind of has shown he's willing and able to make adjustments mid-game. And there were a few drives where Jalen Jones, Charlotte's quarterback, was working the, these options, whether it was speed, shovel, pitch, whatever it was. He was working these options, and they were kind of picking up yardage relatively consistently. Um, and then they kind of shut it down. I know a big part of that was putting Desmond Watson and Chris McLellan on the field at the same time, and they were both in the A-gap. So they were, it was just one side of the center was Des Watson. One side of the center was Chris McClellan. And it's like, okay, that's a lot of beef up there, right? Like, that's really tough to, to move if you're an offensive line. So they kind of took away – they gapped him up there, and then they just had everybody else fly to the ball. And it kind of took away the option game there, which, which helped a lot again because, well, the option game is kind of the only thing that was working for Charlotte offensively. The option game and the screen game, that is something that – drove me up a freaking wall with Austin Armstrong was I get it. You know, 
blitzing, being aggressive, pressure. That's like that's like your name. That's your that's the name of your game. And I understand that. I understand wanting to stick to your core principles as a play caller. However, when you're playing a team where their only offense is option, screen to tight end, stop blitzing, or if you do blitz, make sure you account for the tight end. That that kind of pissed me off a little bit as far as play calling wise, because Charlotte really didn't do much. Charlotte really didn't do much offensively. They didn't even try to do that much offensively. And like Coach Poggi said before the game, he was like, yeah, like we're going to dumb down the playbook on offense and defense a little bit to do what we're good at, and that's kind of it. It's And then you look at the offensive side. I feel like Billy Napier has gotten into, I don't want to say a habit or, or a tendency, but he's done it a few times where he starts the game strong. When we're in the scripted portion, he starts things strong. And then it kind of just simmers out um i know that the first drive for florida today was was good i loved when they ran the motion and then they faked that it was a bubble or they faked that it was a receiver screen and then they had the two other receivers run out a bunch and run deep that like fake screen wheel stuff it was beautiful It, it worked great why not go back to it and if they did i did not see it but why not go back to it at some point i feel like the approach that they've kind of taken a little bit was first drive, we're just going to throw the kitchen sink at them. And then we're just going to run up the middle every time. Um, and, and it was a little, it's, it's underwhelming. I'm not going to pretend Arliss Boardingham getting his first touchdown was, was really fun to see. Uh, also, I don't know if anybody else noticed this and I'm not sure if they did it the entire game, but I'm fairly certain Charlotte on the sideline was just holding up a sign to say what personnel Florida was in. I mean, I'm sure they were doing it for their defenders to look at the sign and be like, okay, this is what they're in. But if I'm not mistaken, right before our list is touchdown catch, I saw on the Charlotte sideline, someone holding up a giant 12 sign. And I don't know who the receivers were on that play, but I know that Hayden Hansen and Arliss Boardingham were both on the field for our list's touchdown. Um, and they they were in 12 personnel. So I'm curious if that was just like Charlotte was just doing that. Um, if it was, that's not even very noteworthy. It's just interesting to see. Uh, but this was a game where Florida, look, you should have won by a lot. There's a reason Florida was favored by 28 points on FanDuel. Um, I did take Charlotte to cover the spread because since he's gotten here, I'm pretty sure still to this point, Billy Napier has not covered the spread in a game where he was favored. Um, so there's that. And I'm pretty sure only twice the opposing team has covered the spread against Florida when Florida's the underdog. It was Utah and Oregon State. Utah this year, Oregon State last year. Pretty sure that was the only time that anybody's covered the spread against Florida when Florida was the underdog. And yeah, I don't think uh I don't think Florida's covered the spread against anybody when they're favored. Yeah, so that, that's how things happen there. This game wasn't very um, confidence-boosting like it was supposed to be. You were kind of looking at this game because ten- the Tennessee game was fantastic by the Florida Gators, and you were kind of like, oh, man, next week can be a hangover game. 
Can't let that happen. Thank goodness it's Charlotte. So if it is a hangover game, you won't be screwed over. And you got lucky by not losing that game. But man, uh, they played it like it was a hangover game. There's just no other way to say it. It, it was just bad football for a lot of the guys. Um, offensive line looked bad. I understand you didn't have three of your starters. Got to be able to move the ball. Even when they came back in. Still couldn't punch it in. Um, or when Damian George came back in, still couldn't punch it in. I don't know what's up with Montreal Johnson this year. Just, just, I'm, I'm, I don't have notes for this one. I don't, I don't take notes for the, uh, post game shows. So if, if there's anything you do want me to talk about and I haven't yet, just put it in the chat. I'll get to it in a minute. Um, but yeah, my, my, and Zach, if I can say the thing that, that you, if, yeah, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but, this is, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know what's up with Montreal this year. Um, he's just not, he's not creating enough after the catch or after contact like he did last year. He's not doing it consistently. There were a few plays where he chose to run in a direction. And I was just like, well, I don't fully get what he saw there. Specifically, there was one play I remember that Hayden was blocking the guy towards the sideline. And then Montreal ran to the sideline instead of cutting inside and up the field. And it was just really weird. Um, I don't I don't fully get it, but that that's what it was. But we are about to get to the chat. Say whatever you want to say, and I and I will get to it. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Nutrafol. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal right here. I get it. But it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better health through whole body wellness. Take the first step. Just go do it. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and Free shipping, go to Nutrafol.com slash men and use promo code locked on college. And also before we get into it, I, I am going to tell you guys about FanDuel a little bit because you can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Whether you win or lose, $200 in bonus bets. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to do it. First of all, NFL Sunday is now right around the corner, but also... Uh, today was a, a a fun day gambling. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I had a good time with it. Florida State gave me a little bit of a heart attack. I did bet Florida State minus one and a half. Gave me a little bit of a heart attack. Right now, I've got Penn State minus 14 and a half. They're up 31 nothing at the time of reading this, which, yikes. That one's, uh, that one's rough. Yikes. That, that is really, really crappy for, uh, for Iowa. Phew. Brian Ferentz really caught an attitude in, in a press conference, and they did that. Thanks. Under was also free money. So this is FanDuel.com slash on. Kick off the NFL season right and have some fun with college football as well. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And thank you again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I'm going to get into the chat, and and I, I do want to talk about that. But this it was just a weird game. There's just no other way to put it. It, it was just a weird game. 
Uh, ugly on the offense inside the red zone. Five field goals should scare Kentucky. I bet they're pissing themselves right now. I bet Kentucky, after having a great day, I bet they're pissing themselves right now against uh, after seeing what Florida did offensively. No doubt in my mind. Looked like O-line didn't want to be there. I don't know what's going on with them sometimes. I truly don't. Austin, there was that one play, uh, I think it was the Graham Mertz fumble, where Austin Barber just got toasted to the edge. Like, like I don't like making firm like like firm statements without rewatching the game, which obviously I haven't rewatched the game yet. But man, um they were they were just bad in pass pro. Like like just straight up bad. Graham Mertz took a lot of unnecessary hits. I do hate that there were quite a few quarterback runs called, like design QB keepers. Don't do that against Charlotte. Don't run that risk of getting Graham Mertz hit and hurt against Charlotte. Uh Brandon Alger said Kentucky is gonna eat us alive saying since before the season that I think Florida splits Kentucky, South Carolina, if Kentucky plays like they played today and Florida plays like they played today. Yeah. looks like it's going to be Kentucky. Jeffrey, I can't repeat what you said. Um, I can't repeat what you said uh, 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 here. Yes. I do hate that all those recruits were there, but here's the thing. I promise you the recruits they're not going to care too much about a bad performance. They're not. Um, it's it's just that's that is what it is. They're not going to care too much about a bad performance. They care about the relationships that they build with these coaching staffs. Okay, that's what they care the most about. So if they cared about, I need to see a damn good football game. They're not coming to this one. Okay. No one comes to like the big point of of getting people on campus for the swamp is to get them in a big game atmosphere. If you're getting them against Charlotte, they're there to focus on the relationship with the coaches because anything that you do put on film that's good against Charlotte, they're just going to go, okay, it was against Charlotte. And and after the game, you can look at them and go, hey, yeah, that performance, we we obviously dumbed things down uh, for. The, for the Kentucky game, like, or like we dumbed things down because we knew we could beat them or focus on the Kentucky game. You can finagle anything you want there. I I think that the recruits, and I don't think it's far-fetched to say, the recruits care so much more about the relationships they're building before and after this game. Okay. thought the Gators were going to dominate. I thought they were too. Uh, this is a call-in show or not. It is not, but you can say whatever you want in the chat, and uh, and we'll we'll, we'll get to it. Defense was great at times and lost at others. It was very telling when depth was on the field at certain positions. I think linebacker, I, I don't think linebacker depth looked great today. Derek Wingo had his moments. Um, pass rushing, he had the deflected pass. Made some plays there. Uh, Trey Smack got a confidence boost tonight. He sure did. We won three in a row, huh? How come it feels like a loss? Because you should have won by a lot more. Simple as that. Love you, Zach. Um <laughs> You won three in a row, and it feels like a loss because you should have won by a lot more. That's the important part, too. I understand it's a crappy win. It's still a win. You should have won by more, yes. It's still a win, and that's what matters most about just, like, the game. I understand you wanted to win by more. You should have won by more. You won. You escaped. Your errors did not hurt you that much, but guess what? you know you should have won by a lot more. So you're going to go into this week and you're going to go, okay, 
We should have won by, like, we should have wiped the floor with them. We need to lock it in. And if you don't do that, congratulations. You don't have a good football team. Because that's what a good football team does. A good football team goes, we should have wiped the floor with these guys, and we didn't lock it the hell in and kick some you-know-what. And if you don't do that, man, that's that's very telling about a lot of things. Tennessee hangover, offense will get going, but defense proved that defense kept doing like the defense looks fantastic this year. There's no other way to put it. The defense does look fantastic. O-line must improve. They have to. Are they possibly holding back some against Kentucky? I think they did simplify the game plan because they knew that they could just beat Charlotte. Um, I hate doing that though, because that's how you have a performance like tonight where it just looks bad. Again, I think that the play calling was more redundant than usual. It's usually kind of redundant, but I feel like this, like I feel like tonight we saw just the same play being run over and over, not even just same concepts, same straight up play being called over and over and just being like, all right, well, we know that we're moving down the field. We're at least getting in field goal range and we're getting points out of this. So that's what we're going to do. Um, and I hated it. Graham Mertz only threw one homicide ball to Ricky Pearsall today, and it was a fantastic catch, but only one homicide ball, which is good. Um, I don't know why he has to throw at least one, but he does. Half starting O-line was out. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Um, you should dominate. Regardless. Need better play calling. Maybe Napier should get an OC. Maybe he should. You know, it's, it's just maybe he should. Good to see Arliss make a few plays. Absolutely. Struggled with third down conversions. Those sucked. Defense is free. All offense still hit him. How's it possible we couldn't get a single freaking yard against an overgrown high school? Um, I mean, you got a lot of yards, it's just in certain situations, you didn't. Uh, only thing I can think of is UF was lazy in the team. They played a lot of P5 transfers. They did have P5 transfers, but still. Uh, how about that Pearsall catch? Sick. Got plenty of portal players. Yep. Um, really disappointing in the offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's an important part. You'll best. Um, this it was a team that Florida should have blown out. But it's also... It's still an FBS program. Like, like it's still a, gr- a group of five school. And if you're new here, we respect group of five schools here. I went to group of five school. So we respect group of five schools here. Um, so it's not, it's, it's a team you should have dogged, but it's also not, you know, McNeese State or Samford or Eastern Washington. Different level. It's a bye game. Different level, though. Um, Ricky's catch was top 10 ESPN play. It was top one ESPN play. I don't if you put anything else over that, you're just lying. Uh, of course, not pass, not bad. I mean, he's fit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically just saying what I said because I said it and then, then I read the chat. Um, never able to watch the game, so love relying on your recaps, Brennan. I appreciate you, Jeremy. Um, I appreciate you, but I also apologize because sometimes I go a little off the rails when that when they piss me off. Defense got duplex a few times on duped a few times on the option plays. Yep. Absolutely. That's the point of the option. That's why bad teams run it because you break one time and it's a big play. Um, the only positive is the W let's get ready for Lexington. ET should get more carries than Johnson. He should, uh, there, there's no other way to put it. Um, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. I think that, um, yeah, I, I feel like there's just, I don't know what it is with Montreal, but it's rough. Uh, Kamari Wilson did not make the 80-man travel roster to the hotel. Billy Napier said that in the post-game press conference. Um, 
Napier said 80 people on the hotel roster for the game, and he wasn't on the list as simple as that. Uh, that's why he was escorted off the field on the sideline. Rumor has it he was someplace else before the game that he um, probably shouldn't have been, but I'll, I'll let other people do that. The, the only time I've said anything about Kamari really very publicly didn't go well for me, but remember, never wrong. Just early. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. I don't know if Johnson is hurt. I don't know, but he definitely does not look the same that he did last year. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back Monday. We're going to go more into this. I'm not watching this game again tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it will put me to sleep, so I'm not going to do that. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back Monday. I appreciate you just just taking the time. I appreciate you making me part of your post game, just just plans and post part of your post game ritual. Um, that does not that is not lost on me that I it'll never be lost on me that I get to talk about football for a living. Um, and I love that so much. So thank you, and I will see you all on Monday. <laughs>